Okay, Boker Tov, Boker Tov. Guten Nisruchag. Today's daf is daf Chof Tes in Beitzah. And we learn again for our four Shlem for Yosef Azriel Ben Chaim Michal. From the Mishnah. A person can tell somebody on Yantif. In other words, he's going to, let's say, uh, to his regular Makolet uh, um, or store, uh, his, his uh, supplier, and he tells him, uh, fill up this uh, measure. I have a measure here, whether it's a gallon or a liter or whatever, or a log. Uh, fill up my, fill this up for me with wine or water, whatever he's buying. So he says, He can't mention the measure. In other words, he can't say, fill up a gallon. He can just say, fill up this vessel, this clee, this utensil, this bottle. But he can't say, Give me, uh, uh, you know, a, a liter's worth or two liters worth because that looks like purchasing. Even though he'll pay for it later on, but it looks like he's doing transacting business now and it's not proper to do that on Yantif. We don't measure on Yantif because it's like Uvdarachol, it's like Mekachomemka, which is us, as we said, a Pasuk and Ezra. It teaches us he can't do Mekachomemka on Yantif. Rabbiuda says, if, if the Kli that he gives, even if he doesn't mention, um, even if he doesn't mention uh, the measure, it would, but it's obviously, let's say, a one gallon or a one liter or whatever the measure is. It's that kind of a measuring vessel. He shouldn't use it at all. So our beauty here is more machmir. He's more stringent than the Tanakam. Tanakam says, you could say fill up this vessel, but he shouldn't mention anything about the measure. We'll see what that means. Uh, if it was a measuring vessel, even if he doesn't mention the word ve- uh, measuring, shouldn't use it at all. And my Sababashol, We'll see the Allah is like the Tanakama, but the story of the Abishol, it's not clear if it proves like Rabbiuda or like the Rabban. He wouldn't fill him up on Yantif, again, because he would uh, sell to his customers. He wouldn't use a measure on Yantif at all, because it's improper to do that. So he would fill up the measures, all his, uh, his uh, measures that he sold the, the liquids with. He filled them up before Yantif, and on Yantif, whoever needed it, he would give it to them. Of course, they wouldn't pay for it on Yantif, but he wouldn't fill up any measure on Yantif. This sounds somewhat like Rabbiuda, that if it was a measuring utensil, you shouldn't use that at all on Yantif, even if you don't measure, even if you don't mention the measure. That's one shot in the Gemara that we'll see. Okay, he even did that on Cholomoid, not even Yantif, he did that. We'll see. In, in our in our mission, it says they birure hamidos because of the clarity of the measures. We'll see what that means. He did it before, meaning like if it was wine, he wanted it to settle so that the he didn't want to sell the froth because that 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 used up more space. And as if you sell somebody a uh, gallon of wine and uh, half of it or a third of it is froth, then he's sort of cheating the guy. So he would fill it up even on chalamoid because he didn't want to buy. He didn't want to fill it up right in front of the person. So even on Chalamoy, during Chalamoy, when people would buy during the day, he would fill them up, as we'll see, the night before. But the, the Gura takes out them, and they'd be Ramirus, and the Gemara explains it a little bit differently. Also, when it comes to oil, if he was selling Shemen, uh, when you're selling it, it takes a while. Let's say he pulls out a, uh, um, his, his serving ladle, whatever it is, whatever he serves with, um, the, the oil, till it all it all drips out and drains out into the vessel that the person is buying from. Obviously, they didn't have like today where you buy a, a sealed measure and it's already prepackaged. They would, they would um, you know, serve it from a large container into a small container, whether it was the container of the purchaser of the, or of the uh, seller. 
uh, but it would take a while to drain out. So sometimes the guy would get cheated because he wouldn't wait there to be trained out. So he did that even during weekdays, not even on Cholomar or Yantif. He always prepared them in advance so that the people wouldn't be cheated. Okay, so what do we mean? The Gemara says right away, there's two different opinions. So what do you mean, Avalobamita? The Mishnah said, you could tell somebody, fill, fill up this uh, bottle for me, but you can't mention a measure. What does it mean? You can't use any, um, any utensil that's made for measuring. In other words, it's got notches on it or, it, or it's known to, uh, to contain exactly a liter or a gallon or a pint or whatever. So Yudashul says you can't use any kli uh, which is used for measuring. That's what he means. And it's just, you could say a bottle, but you can't use a kli that's used for measuring. But let's say it's a kli that could measure, but it hasn't been used for measuring. It could be used for measuring, but it's not that. It's okay to use. You just can't use something which has already been used for measuring because that looks like Mecca Chomemka. Also, man, Rabbi more Machmer. He says even a kli that could be used, you shouldn't use that either. Don't use anything which could even could be used for a measure, even though it's never been used as a measure. So what do we see in our Mishnah? When it comes to enjoying the holiday and refraining from doing work on the holiday, Rabbi is more Machmer in our Mishnah. The way... Rabbi Yudah Meshmuel explains it, is that uh, the Tanakhama says, you can say, fill up my vessel, but not a vessel that's used for, uh, me- for measuring, but a kli that could be used for measuring, in other words, it's got the right uh, dimensions, and it could be used for measuring, that's okay. Rabbi Yudah says, you can't even use anything that's fit for measuring. So Rabbi Yudah is more machmer. So when it comes to Simchas Yanta, Rabbi Yudah is l'chom rabba, l'kul, l'vay We learned the other day, yesterday's daf, the Tanah of Yudah Omer, shoklara basar kenegar akli, kenegar akupis. The top of yesterday's daf, uh, we saw that um, you're allowed to um, weigh out meat. Uh, you can't weigh it out in the normal way if you're, if you're uh, taking it from somebody and pay them later on. You can't weigh it out in the normal way on a, on a regular balance scale where the, where the other side of the scale, not the part of the meat, the part where you're balancing it against a weight, has a certain weight to it, like a kilo or a half a kilo or a pound or whatever. But you could use a cleat because that's a, that's a shinoi, so it's not the way you do it during the, during the weekdays. So you could use some sort of a vessel or a cleaver or something of that sort. Don't use a scale at all on Yontif, because that looks like purchase, that looks like Mecca So what do you see over there? That the rabbis are more machmer, right? The rabbis are more machmer when it comes to Yontif on Daf Chavches. And here on Chavtes we see that Rabbi is more machmer. Am Rabbi So on Chavches we saw Rabbi Yudah's Mekel. Here we see is the, is the Chumrah. Which one is it? Does, is Rabbi Yudah more machmer? On Yantif, or the Rabbana more machmer. So Kasha Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah, Kasha Rabbana, Rabbana. It's a steer on both of them. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah, Kasha, Hasam, Mishen, Amalamidah. There Rabbi Yudah is more makel, and he says you can use a cleaver or some other utensil as the other side of the balance scale. We're talking about a cleaver which is not made for measuring. So you're doing with a shino, it's okay. But over here, Rabbi Yudah forbids using any utensil that could use for measuring. So since it could be used for measuring, it's that nobody normally uses a cleaver or a utensil for weighing. But that's not, that's not used that way. It's not normally, you're not going to use that. Only on Yantif you're using it. But nobody's saying, I'm planning on using my cleaver as a, as a weight. Whereas over here, Rabbi Yudah forbids using a utensil or a, a, a vessel 
a bottle or whatever, or a cask that could be used for measuring because it's got the right measures, and therefore Abudas Machm here. Drabana is Lokasha. The Rabbanon who are more makel here and more machmer there is al sanakasha hasam kafin kuf nechol. There you're you're weighing something. You're, you're weighing something on a scale. That's uvde nechol. That's that's the normal practice during the weekdays, and that's forbidden on yantav. Hachal kafin kuf nechol. But over here you're not doing lechol. You're just saying, uh, please fill up this vessel for me. You know, you're not you're not necessarily it's something that you would do with your friends also. Can, can I borrow? Uh, can I borrow a cup of wine or something like that? Right? There's nothing wrong with that. Here loving chol dadaimlo. And this measure that you're using has not been used yet as a measure. It's just a, it's just a bottle that could be used as a measure. It's not considered of the whole. That's how Rabbi Yerushmuel learns the Pshat in the Mishnah, Avalo Bamida. Rav learns it differently. Rav Amr Mai Avalo Bamida Shlo Yiskala You're allowed to fill up any vessel on Yantif. You say, listen, give me, a, give me this bottle full. As long as you don't, measure, you don't mention any measure, not a gallon, not a pint, not a liter, not a loaf. You don't mention any measure at all. But even a even a kli uh, that's used for measure, you have a big measuring cup, and it can hold x amount, a liter, let's say. You could use that. Just to mention the word measure. Don't say give me a liter's full. He says, no, you can't use a kli that's, that's specific for measuring at all. If you have a specific cup that uh, you normally measure a cup of a uh, liter or whatever, a certain amount in that cup, you can't use that at all. I'll make the same problem, though. Rava learns the pshat of the Mishnah slightly different. What do we mean by uh, lobamida? Does lobamida mean you can't use a kli that's specific for, that's been used for measuring, but you could use something that's not used for measuring yet? That's Rabbi Yudah Shmuel. Rabbi says, no, you just can't mention the word Mida at all. And Rabbi, and Rabbi Yudah says, as long as you can't use a Kli that's used for measuring, even if you don't mention it, but the problem is still the same, the steer between Chavtes and Chavches. Here, Rabbi Yudah's Machmer, there Rabbi Yudah's Mekel. So the same problem. We learned yesterday otherwise. The Tan, yesterday's Mishra said, Rabbi you can weigh meat on Yantif, opposite on the opposite side of the balance scale against a Vessel, which is not normal to do that way. Normally, use a weight. Who can I get a kupas or a cleaver? then say you can't use a balance scale on yontif at all. On chavches, we saw the rabbanu were more machmer. All right, and here we see that the rabbi is more machmer. Kasha rabbi, rabbi, kasha rabbanu, rabbanu. It's a steer on both of these. Similar to what we said before in Rabbi Yerushmuel, over there, Rabbi Yerushmuel says what over there was talking about a kli that wasn't set for for measuring, like a cleaver. You don't normally use that for 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 weighing on a balance scale. But over here, we're talking about something using a measuring cup, which is made for measuring. So you can't use it even if you don't mention. A liter or a cup full or whatever or a you know a gallon or a pint or whatever. Why are the rabbanon over here more mekel and there they're more machmir? They're using a balance scale like we said before. That's that's using a balance scale itself is uvderachol. It's something you do normally during the weekdays. Why? But here you're not use you're not doing uvderachol. Why? Even though you're using a measuring cup and you're saying. Fill up this bottle for me, which happens to hold a pint or a liter or whatever. Why? The of the inchik people may oftentimes people oftentimes the makarvi chamer b'mona people uh, offer a, a, a wine in a vessel the kilo which is a measuring v'shasu. Many times people will offer uh, a drink, a cup of uh, wine or a, or a cup of oil in a measuring cup to somebody that they'll drink from there. It happens that way. That doesn't necessarily mean. In other words, the bottle that you have at home 
that, that holds exactly a pint or a liter, sometimes is used for drinking. You'll say, listen, would you like a bottle of wine or would you like a cup of wine? And that could also be used for measuring. And that's, so that's not necessarily of the whole, but using a balance scale is clearly of the whole. So that's why there's no steer between the two and these two shut them in the Mishnah. So the Mishnah went on to say that Abishol Minus was very careful. And he didn't, not only did he not fill up things on Yantif, right, a measuring cup on Yantif, like Rebuta says, you can't use a measuring cup on Yantif at all, even if you don't mention measure, according to Rava. But Abishol would always, would, even on Chalamoy, he would fill them up. Tana also get made medrash. The reason he filled them up on, on Chalamoy, not, which is not also to do Malacha per se, was because of Bittl medrash. Rashi explains that on Yantif, people sat and learned. During the, all the year on, they were busy working, but on Yantif, they were many learning Torah, and people would come to him with Shilas. And during the day, when they would come to him with Shilas, he didn't have time to start, uh, to start fetching oil and wine and serving them. So he'd fill it up the day before. But Rashi explains the same thing as Bittl Beis Medishes. So why did he do it the day before? Because it took time for the wine to settle, for the froth to settle, or the oil, whatever he was selling to them, to drain out. And therefore, he says, therefore you fill them out before. So if you just learned Pasha Pshat and they bitl matters, he did it the day before, so he wouldn't have to stop learning in order when they would ask him for wine. They would come with a Shiloh and they would come with a, uh, wanting to buy wine. I guess he was located over there in Yerushalayim, so whatever. So he, uh, he, he prepared in advance so he'd be able to learn. He says, Rashi says, if you have the Gerson mission like we have it, may be Ruramidus, it says because it would be bitl Medrash. The people who come to learn, if they would have to wait for the wine, uh, the wine froth to settle or the oil to drain out, uh, they wouldn't be able to learn. So in order to speed things up, he had the, uh, the measures of wine and oil handy already. So he did that even during Cholomod when it's mut to do the wine, but he did it so they shouldn't stop learning or they wouldn't have to wait for it. And, you know, wait for it, and uh, if they wouldn't wait for it, they would possibly get cheated. From these extra measures, biruamidas means the clarity of the measures, really means the extra froth. What happened was this. He would buy, let's say, a thousand uh, gallons of, of wine, and he would sell a thousand gallons of wine. But when he sold a thousand gallons of wine, he still had extras. One of the missionaries says, it means many. 300, it's like a, you know, it's like Guzma or it's a Laman. He had many extra barrels or casks of wine left over even after he sold everything that he bought. Why? From the froth. In other words, from the extra froth that people, you know, when he, when they, when he filled them up, um, even though he filled them up, and he says, well, if he filled them up the day before, wouldn't it all settle? So the Mepharshim would say that even though he filled them up before, there was still a bigger demand, and sometimes on the day that they bought it, he would fill up the wine, sell them wine or oil, and the, uh, it wouldn't all settle in time. The oil wouldn't all drain out from, the, from, the, uh, from his selling instruments uh, into the, the buying instruments, or the wine wouldn't all settle. And after, let's say, he bought a 1,000, he, he, he had a stock of 1,000 uh, uh, gallons of wine that he bought. And he sold 1,000 gallons. After it was all over, he shouldn't have anything left, but he still had extra because of the thro- froth that settled after the purchasers left. The same thing with oil. He sold wine. His friends sold oil, but they had extra. From the draining. In other words, it didn't all drain out. So, but they didn't want to use that. They said, listen, I, I bought a thousand. I sold a thousand. I still have extra over here. Obviously, I stole them, right? Because I told people I'm selling them a thousand barrels or a thousand gallons, whatever it was, all together. And I still have stuff left over over here. So what's going on? They brought them before the Gizbare. Hegdish, the base of Migdash, the treasures, 
<coughs> and he said, look, <coughs> Rashi explains they couldn't be maktish it themselves because they ended up maktish of Hashem Shalom. So they said, look, we don't want to have enough from something which isn't ours. So they brought him to the base of Migdash and they said, look, take him. Amr Lahem, so the Gizbarim said, listen, you don't have to do that. You didn't steal. People understand that if you're filling up wine and you bought, let's say, uh, uh, whatever, however wine is sold by the pint or whatever, by the liter, let's say, let's use an international measure, a liter, right? A, a liter, a, a two liter bottle. So if they bought two liters and they got a little less than that because the froth didn't all settle because they, they, it filled up two liters, but after the froth settled it was less, people know that. Uh, you know, you're not forced to do it. People, people are mochel that. But we don't want to have enough from this. It's not ours. So these were tzaddikim. Since you're machmer on yourself, technically it's not cheating. It's not stealing. Because people understand things aren't exact, right? Um, you know, that, that's, that's how things are, are, are sold. And people understand that, that it's, uh, we're living in an imperfect world. It's not like today when you have exactly, the machines can measure out exactly how much is in the bottle. Even though there's looks, you know, the way they make the bottles today, they make it look like there's more in there. But the fact is, if they tell you there's a liter and a half in the bottle, there better be a liter and a half. So there they understood it wasn't exact. But you don't want to give it. It's not, it's not Hegdish either. It doesn't belong to Hegdish. Do, assume am What you should do is you should do public works. Do something for the public. Let's say a person stole. And he stole from a lot of people, or he doesn't know who he stole from. And now he wants to do tshuva. Do public works with them. Do things for the public. Uh, fix things. For example, what is that? Build proper pits, ditches, caves, and it's what the tzibur needs for mikvahs. Do whatever you want. Rav Chista led Rabbana Ukva out. He darshaned him like this. He led him through the streets of the city. And he darshaned like this, a similar idea that, again, on Yontif, you're not supposed to do that story is over. The story, but they had extra wine and extra, extra uh, 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 oil from the, uh, from the selling. So they were tzaddikim and they wanted, technically you could keep it, but if they wanted to do something good, it didn't belong to Hegish, because Barm told him you should uh, do public works. So again, with the idea that you shouldn't do Uvdarachol on Yantif or anything that looks like a Malach or anything that looks like Mechamemkra. So he led him through the streets of the city, and he expounded like this. You're not allowed to measure out um, barley for your animal. Right? Well, you had to give the animal, let's say you had to fill the animal's trough or whatever. Don't measure it out in a cup that's measured by Yantif. Why? Because it looks like looks like you're measuring out. Maybe you're going to sell it. But you could scoop out a, a small measure a with your hand and give it in front of your animal. That's okay. There's no concern. And a baker. So what's considered what's considered if you're feeding your animal so it doesn't have to be exact enough to use a measuring cup just take a scoopful and throw it in front of him. But a baker he has to be exact. If he's baking, let's say, breads for people uh, making a big simcha there on Yantif, he can measure out the proper spices. And put it into his uh, cooking pot there. He doesn't want to spoil the tafshol. He's going to burn it or put too much in, too little. He can't do that. Otherwise, that's part of simchas Yantif. A woman could also measure out the right measure of flour when she's baking on Yantif. And he's to put, in, to put into the and to put into her dough, so that she could measure out challah in ayin yafa generously. Rashi says, uh, you know, we have measures, how much challah do you have to take? Some say 148. Rashi learns it's 1 and 24th. 
So the point is that if she wouldn't measure out exactly, she might be cheap and not give out enough. So this way, she, she knows how much uh, dough is in there. She can measure it out properly. That's okay to do. Because again, that doesn't look like a macro. Remember, it's like a baker. It's part of the baking process. Ushmul Shmuel says he shouldn't do that. It's also, he says it, that even that is also, that you shouldn't do, she shouldn't measure it out. Looks at the whole. I have a ton of baby Shmuel. In the town of Evi Shmuel, who learned the Tosefta, says that it's mutter. Rashi points out of Tosefta, town of Evi Shmuel, but Tosefta, Shasida Shmuel, Shmuel uh, added, Tosefta is like an addition to the Mishnayas that he added on uh, from various Tanoam, from like, like he says, like Ravchi and Ravoshia were Masada the Brysos, and like Rebbe was Masada the Mishnah. When he edited all this, he learned over there that it's mutter. Amrai Hashdam Shmuel also, since Shmuel himself says that it's Osir. The Tanur Shmuel says that it's mutter. So you see over here, Shmuel Allah Lamaisa. Shmuel is telling us Allah Lamaisa. What do we mean by that? Michael, just like we said yesterday's daf, Halacha Vei Morin Kain, that's what Rashi says over here too. That's what he means. The last Rashi on Chavtesa Manalaf on the left side. Here Rashi's on both sides, if you hadn't noticed. Hashem Shmuel, Behu Shana Bemishnasa Mutter, Shmuel Bishmaite, Domar Osir, when he gave in his psak, when he gave in his, uh, his teaching, he said, that it's also Allah Lamaisa Shmini, Mar Shabali Shall Lachalasas, Maisa, Morin Loss. We t if you ask a Shaila, I'll tell you it's also. You shouldn't measure out exactly because it looks like Uvdurchol or Mekhmemker. But if you see somebody doing it, you don't protest. You don't tell him that he did something wrong. Right? Uh the Alocha, the Mutter Bain Morinkan. That's the Alocha. That it's Mutter, but we don't pass if somebody comes to the Shaila, he said Halach Lamaisa that it's also. If you ask a Shaila, I'll tell you that it's also. But if you did it, it's okay. The top of Chav Tesman base. Ain't shown in Kemach What happened was that people would, the thing we learned before, that even though you're allowed to cook and all the things necessary to cook, you could do on Yontif. And, and according to one sheet or view, you could even do Machshim, prepare the Machshim. But we hold things that you're supposed to do before Yontif, like, you know, you don't go harvesting the field and doing all the winnowing and the processing that you have to do before Yontif. What about sifting? So let's say you sifted before Yontif, but now you want to sift it again. So turn up on an ancient on Kemach You shouldn't repeat the process, right? Now you want to do it again to make it real good. Yeah, that's you could have done before. You should have shift, You should have sifted it well the day before. So the the Rabbanon here will say that you shouldn't sift on Yantif a second time. Obviously, the first time you certainly shouldn't. But even if you want to make it better, you should have done that before Yantif too. Mishumar Papais reviewed from Sarah. These two rabbis Amru Shonin. They they say you could you could repeat it because since anyway the next day. Right when you do it the next day, there's not a lot of tirch involved, and it's obvious that nothing is being sifted out. Notice when you sift, you're getting rid of the chaff, but nothing's really no. There's not much chaff there, so you're just making it a little bit better. They say you're allowed to b'shev, and they both agree. From nafletachos and let's say into the already sifted mixture of flour, not a mixture, the flour that was already been sifted. Let's say a pebble or a chip or something fell in there. Shoshana, there you could do it because now this, you know, it happened on Yantif. You had no choice. It happened after you sifted it on Erev Yantif. You prepared it, but it needs to be sifted again. You're not allowed to, uh, again, uh, repeat sifting on Yantif if you did it before. But if, you, but if a, a pebble or a uh, chip fell in there, pull it out with your hand. So Ravina said, that's for sure also, that's like Borer. It's one thing you say, if, if, if something fell in, you could sift it again. But to pull out the bad from the good, to select it out, that's like Borer. He says, it's not really Borer. Number one, Borer, if, it, if it's necessary for preparing the food on Yantif, would be Mutter, even though Borer is a Malacha, but things that are related to food, you could do. And even though 
And even though we say, and even if you say that it's usher in this case in general in borer, because it could have been done before, but it's not actually borer. You know, you're not really borer. You're pulling out something that fell in afterwards, one or two pieces of thing is not exactly borer. So it's not really an isser del rice, it's an isser del bonnet over here. So that you shouldn't do. So again, if a pebble fell in, just sift it again. That was his name. At the gate of the city of Narda. He said, like the opinion of Rapapais and Rabbi you're allowed to uh, repeat sifting on Yantav. If you had done the first sifting before Yantav, you repeated on Yantav. Amalu Rab Nachman, so Rab Nachman, from, who was from Nadah, said, Puku Abba. Go tell Abba, who was his colleague, he was calling Abba uh, Rava Bar Ravuna Zuti, he called him Abba, or maybe some say that Rava is, is an abbreviation for Rav Abba. But it wasn't the normal rabba that we're talking about normally. He says, Shkil take your, your uh, favors, v'shariya chizri, and put them on the thorn bushes outside. Meaning, we don't need you to tell this. <laughs> we don't need you to tell us that you can repeat sifting on Yantav. Go in our big city over here. Go out and see how many sieves are uh, circulating here in our door. In other words, we all know that it's mutter to use, to, to repeat sifting on Yantav. If you had did it if you had already sifted before Yantif, you're not allowed to do it on Yantif, you should have done it for him. But if you did it before Yantif, you may repeat it now on Yantif. A story. Divisud Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef's wife, Nola Kimcha Agavadamulta. She did it with the Shinoi. She sifted the flour on Yantif on the back of the sift, meaning she she turned it upside down, she inverted it. She wanted to do it with the Shinoi. Amrullah, so he told her, Chazi Sabina, please. Do it the right way. I want good bread. I want good, clean bread. Do it the right way. You do it upside down, it won't sift as well. That was one story. Similarly, Ravashi's wife, as we'll see, she was the daughter of Rav Barachama, uh, she uh, sifted it also with the shinui on the back of the table. She turned the table upside down. The table apparently had a, uh, Rashi says, has, had some, some sort of a, um, uh, an indentation, or it had a bottom to it, like it had a, uh, a receptacle that also served it as, as a sieve, and she turned the table upside and did it that way. Amravashi, Hadi Dun, my wife over here, Barse Ramachama, my wife is the daughter of Ramachama. Ramachama Marda Ovdave. Ramachama was very particular, Medakik Mamasa Rashi says. He was very particular. He was uh, scrupulous in his avoda to Hashem. Had she not seen it in her father's house, she wouldn't have done it that way. So obviously, these rabbis felt they were more machmer than Rav and Rav Yudam And they said, if you repeat uh, sifting on, on Yantif, you should do it with the Shinoi uh, because it, it shouldn't look like Ovdur All right, so, that's, so it shouldn't look like, like a Mlacha. Here we're not talking about purchasing, we're talking about... So there's two concepts over here that we've seen on this stuff. One is it shouldn't look like Mekachomemkar. Right, that's one of the concepts we've seen the last few daf, and we're going to continue to see that. And the other one is you shouldn't do of derechol. So here we're talking about uh, shouldn't look like purchasing in this mishnah. A person could go to his normal shopkeeper, to his normal seller, uh, supplier. At Slova Omelay says, "Listen, ten baits and bagos and beminion. You know, you know. Of course, we're not going to talk about money over here, and I'll pay you later anyway. Most of these transactions were not done with cash." cash, uh, you know, on demand, but rather it was uh, done on with credit. But he, you're not allowed to mention money at all. So you can say, listen, give me X amount of uh, eggs. 
or give me X amount of nuts. But minion, tell me I'm a shekane derech balabayis lios mono betoch beso. Because there's nothing wrong with saying, give me three eggs in your house. Also, you say, uh, honey, can you bring me a dozen eggs from the refrigerator? You know, it's normal to say, to measure that in your house or to say, give me a handful of nuts. You, that's normal to do without, it's not, that's not, uh, that's not, uh, uh doing, transacting business. Tanurabonim. So the Bryce expands on this. Not only when it comes to your, your shopkeeper where you buy your milk or your, uh, or your eggs or nuts, whatever, your makolet, but also you can go to a shepherd that you normally go to. Give me, give me one kid or one lamb. You could do that as long as you don't mention any money. You can go to your butcher. Give me a shoulder or give me a leg. You can go to your, uh, to your uh, chicken or uh, your poultry uh, breeder and tell him, give me one dove or one uh, pigeon. You can go to your baker. Give me a loaf or give me a roll. Uh, give me one. That you could do as long as you don't mention money. So you can go to your shopkeeper and give me 20 eggs or give me 50 nuts. Those are normal amounts, right? That you'd buy. Asara Farkson, give me 10 um, uh, peaches, whatever. Uh, give me five um, pomegranates. One esrog. You only need one esrog, right? Right? Here he says, all these things are okay as long as you don't mention the, um, the measure. In other words, you don't mention a pound, a liter, a kilo, whatever. Don't mention any measure. Just say, I want so many units. That's okay. Don't mention how much money. That's the key. So, so both these things, the horror are valid. You shouldn't mention a measure like we saw in the first mission today, and you shouldn't mention any amounts of money. Now we begin the fourth parak. Again, on Yontif, if you're bringing barrels or pitchers of wine from place to one place, don't bring them in a basket of a cooper or a larger box. Why? Because it looks like Mekachamemker, right? Also, Shashravs, why? Mishum Denira Kamaisa Dechol, Lasses Masos, or Uvdirachol. Rashi is over here, it's Uvdirachol. Here we're not talking about Mekachamemker, why? Because you're not measuring it out and you're not dealing with another person, you're just schlepping. So schlepping, schlepping in a normal way, don't look, shouldn't look like Uvdirachol, like the way you do things, you should do with the Shinoi. Avamevi Al Kseifa, you can carry it on your shoulder, you can carry a uh, thing on your shoulder, that's. That's normal to do when you're walking home from the store. All the fun of her carrying your hands in front of you. If a person's carrying straw, you shouldn't take the whole box and throw it on his back because that looks like uvdurachol, right? Because it's right. That looks like What's the reason why you'd be bringing straw? Either for firewood, for fuel, or for to feed your animals. So you shouldn't do it. It's a ganayant. It looks like, you know, it looks like you're doing a lot of work. So means anything you normally do during the week is including work. So it looks like, you know, you're doing a bit like a farmer doing his work. But you can carry some in your hand. You need some straw. Carry some you can. As if you take a big, large amount and carry schlepping on your back, that looks like you're doing a lot of work like like you do normally in the weekdays. But you can carry some in your hand. If you have a pile of straw that you need for, for fuel, you can start a new pile. Even though there's a big pile of straw you have there out in the farm, you're allowed, or in your yard, whatever, you can start one on Yantif. But not take firewood from the muktza. Muktza is your woodshed where you store wood, wood, uh, wood there. And that's certainly, even according to Reb Shimon, 
that would be, that's set aside, you're not planning using. Remember, we had the famous Machlokes Rabbi Yudam Rabbi doesn't hold the Muktzah, but he does hold the Muktzah in certain cases, where it's, let's say, you definitely took your mind off it, you put the, the fruits on the roof to dry out, or uh, you had, uh, you know, various uh, expensive instruments that you weren't planning on using on Yontif, because that's really only, use them only during, uh, at work, in your laboratory, in your office, or your factory, whatever. Same thing if you have wood in a storehouse that you're stored away, you weren't planning on using it on Yontif, that in that, in that woodshed behind the house, that's muktzah. So we're going to see in the Gemara, is this according to Reb Shimon, who doesn't hold the muktzah? Therefore, even though the pile of straw, even though the pile of straw was not set aside for Yontif, uh, you're allowed to use it because he doesn't hold the muktzah. So a pile of straw that you need for fuel now or you need to feed your animals, even though you weren't planning on using it, so Shimon doesn't know the mukta, but ate some, but, but wood in a woodshed is mukta even contra Shimon. That's one way to learn the Gemara will say, or the Pshat is that this is according to Rabbi Yehuda, who holds of mukta, and that's why you can't use the wood in the woodshed. And the heap of straw is speaking about where you did set it aside. You were planning on using it on Yantif for things which are mukta, like like fuel. You're allowed to cook, etc. On Yantif, and therefore you're allowed to burn the straw or to feed your animals. So it's, it, there's two ways to learn. We'll see that in the Gemara Mitzvah tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. Kol Tov, a good Nisruchag. I want to remind everybody that if you enjoy this Dav podcast and you know anyone else who may benefit from it, please share it with them. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. By doing so, we can help make sure that many around the world with limited time have the opportunity to learn the daily daf. Thank you. Have a good day.